0: Hi folks, Joe here. Welcome to our Taking Note bonus episode with Josie Duncan. The recording sessions for these podcasts are quite long, full of music and conversation, so we can't necessarily get everything into the one episode. We thought we'd bring you a bit more of our chat with Josie in this bonus episode, where we covered topics such as synesthesia and neurodiversity, as well as the opportunity to hear a couple of extra tracks. As ever, if you're enjoying the podcast, you might consider supporting us by subscribing on Bandcamp more information about what that involves and what we're offering is available on our website back to this episode though Josie is also an amazing Gaelic singer so we thought we'd start the episode off by playing you a single we recorded with Josie back in 2019 it's a song called Okuin Ahimi." hope you enjoy
1: Субтитры Dog it away,
2: oh yeah okay we can talk about it <laughs> it's so like i've never really talked about it so. it's always
0: like how do you start
2: i know because you have it too right a bit but mine, mine's not it's not intense it's not like yeah. it's not like wow well, it's like it's textures <clears throat>
0: So so synesthesia what's that
2: like for you Josie For me I think I think mine's quite unusual so like I I find that some things give me toothache like certain notes I don't have perfect pitch in any way but if two things are out of tune with each other it gives me a really bad toothache I I've never met anyone who's maybe identified with this so if you do please please do get in touch with me I would love to talk to you but I do like think of music as like textures kind of related to food mm-hmm. um so like i would listen to someone's voice and to me i would think that's very citrusy and i would listen to someone else's voice and think like that's very creamy but it is more a texture thing than a taste thing
1: is
3: it anything yeah. like have you ever had any weird ones like mashed potato or-
2: no it's not as specific as that it's <laughs> not it's not like <laughs> it's not like this person tastes like blueberries but it's like <laughs> it's like um in that realm like um it's not as specific as like actually having a snack or anything like that. It
0: mm-hmm. mine's more of a kind of like, it's more like colors or shades of light, but, and it's also not very intense. Is that like you can kind of?
2: Yeah, I can tune my out fine. I can
0: <laughs> completely tune it out, and I can I kind of actually have to tune into it. I think in a way, it's like a, if I like, it's like when I close my eyes when I, when I'm playing or listening to things. That's when I can kind of see, see things in kind of as kind of colour or flashes of light or really? stuff like that.
2: <laughs> That's so cool.
0: I think how it looks is like something I've always struggled to explain. There's a Norwegian artist called Kar Espolen Johansen and he made lots of lithographs and etchings and stuff like that. It's kind of like the way that light is and kind of what I see with it are kind of like those. Mm-hmm. That's the closest thing I can give as an example. They're very dark and it's like flashes of greys and whites and it's all kind of a bit kind of monochrome
2: if only you could record it and we could watch them like if you could it would be so cool i would love so much to see it
0: i was just gonna ask you, did you know
3: that artist's work before
0: no i came across the artwork after kind of tuning into this as a thing and i was like fuck this is what i see when I close my eyes and I'm playing.
2: That is so uh, cool. That's a lovely thing. And I know that synesthesia is really related to like sensory processing issues. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think that's related because I have like sensory issues. I'm really sensitive to sound and like sight. And like to the point where this is, this might be a strange thing to say, but to the point where I don't have a sense of smell, there's yeah. nothing physically wrong with me, but I can't access that sense because yeah, it's, it's too is. much for my body because mm-hmm. I'm so sensitive to it. So yeah. they're often related and I find that so many musicians Are like in some way neurodiverse, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I I think it's I think it's so common, and it's one of my favorite subjects, and it's everywhere in our little in our little musical world.
0: It's it's certainly a part of my world, and like I I have, it's really from it's light and sound. Like I'm deaf in one ear, which you know is a bit of a pain, but otherwise I think sound because it can be quite overwhelming. Really
2: overwhelming,
0: yeah. I can really feel it in my teeth.
2: Yes, and the teeth, the teeth, and it's the same as me. Um, It's so funny because I remember when I was younger, my mum couldn't take me to, she's a music teacher, Mm -hmm. and she couldn't take me to the school concerts when I was young because every time someone was out of tune, I would get really upset. And I'd be like, why is she out of tune? She's giving me toothache. And she was like, she couldn't take me until I was old enough to know, like, you can't say that. Um, And then I found out at some point that my great granny had the exact same thing. Yeah where where she if anything was out of tune she would say that gives me the toothache so it's run it runs in my family wow, and wow. it's so specific yeah. so i i was chuffed when i heard about that <laughs> yeah, i felt like life. less of a freak yeah i was like that's cool yeah it's amazing. yeah Be, being neurodiverse impacts the way that you interact with music so much
0: yeah it's <clears throat> and i i kind of find it hard to figure out how in some ways because you know of, that's like obviously my only the experience is of being someone who's neurodiverse interacting with music so like i'd be interested to in the differences you know what
3: i mean so what is neurodiversity
2: so neurodiversity covers a lot of different things um so neurodivergency is associated with um autism spectrum disorder and sometimes adhd although there's some discourse if adhd is the same mm-hmm. adhd is considered neurodiverse ocd is considered neurodiverse dyslexia um number dyslexia anything in that realm learning difficulties yeah. and yeah neurological okay. differences it's,
0: it's just kind of having i think what like psychologists would call out uh, in inverted commas a non-typical brain yeah move, atypical
2: think, is, another that's, word that's,
0: that is that's the use. way
3: every creative you've ever met <laughs> Hon-
2: honestly i see adhd in so many of my friends even like people who haven't who don't know for sure yeah. um since i've been learning about it and i have adhd myself i i see it around me so much <laughs> it's so funny it's so it's so present in the music scene it's
0: great keeps it, i know keeps it interesting i
2: think it does it, it really does and yeah, it's one of the things that I research so much and I love I love thinking about and talking about it. Yeah, that's something I found out in lockdown as well. So that was a good thing for lockdown because I would never have gotten around to it because of the ADHD. <laughs> so I think that's why so so many people in lockdown have found out things like that yeah, about themselves. Totally. And I get a lot of people messaging me, like, Do you think I could have ADHD? <laughs> I'm like, I can't tell you, but I'm not gonna I say know no. Someone
3: that could. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: totally. Totally. totally was such a funny one
3: did either of you have sort of I'm just thinking you know in regards to school <clears throat> and things like that mm. where I was kind of told being a dyslexic you know you're you're kind of made to think that you're you're not gonna succeed or something along those lines not succeed that's maybe
2: no your strong you, term no but, but I do think you're right
3: um but i've I've certainly begun to realize how that In my adult life. It's actually almost been a benefit in a strange sort of way.
2: Being dyslexic has been a benefit, that's so cool. Well I think it just makes me
3: think slightly differently and approach things in a different way. That is so cool. And I don't know if either of you experienced that same thing.
2: Well I didn't find out any of this in school. I didn't find out until university. I think knowing in school would have been good (laughs) because I just kind of thought that I wasn't very smart. but now I know that I'm a genius, so it's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember I remember being in math because I have dyscalculia, which is number dyslexia. And I've, I've got a bed. So like very simple things like telling the time I cannot do these things. And I remember my math teacher despised me and she used to always lock me in the cupboard. I remember one time she was like, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, I want to be a singer. She's like, well, what do you think you need to be a singer? I was like, to be able to sing. (laughs) And she was like, no, you need maths. (laughs) And I remember just like burst out laughing right in her face. I got in so much trouble, got locked, I got sent to the cupboard. She locked me in. She forgot I was there. I missed geography. (laughs) It was just like, I was like, what a day, all this, because I said, I laughed at her thinking I needed maths to be a singer. But, you know, so far, nobody's asked me (laughs) to show them my maths qualifications.
3: I've certainly always really struggled with uh, reading music. And from a very young age, I was always told, you will never be able to be a professional musician if you can't read music.
2: And the crazy thing, people saying things like that is so damaging because actually um, dyslexia among musicians is so common, so normal and so fine. And being told that it's, I'm really happy that that didn't put you off, but what if it had, What that would be a tragedy.
3: Well, exactly.
2: Um, people really need to think before they speak. Like <laughs> yeah. things things people say to you when you're small, they can really stay with you. Oh,
0: com- completely. It just...
2: Yeah, I love when I have, like when I'm teaching, I love when I have kids who are neurodiverse, I always click with them so well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I never knew why until recently, <laughs> <laughs> but I love teaching them. Like I had this one boy, um and he couldn't sit still he really couldn't and he, he just couldn't it wasn't his fault um he was unable to do that and we just had him drawing pictures of what he was singing about while he did it and then it, it just made it so much easier for him yeah it's just it requires it needs accommodating not being judged you know but yeah, that's awesome. So we're just three neurodiverse people <laughs> in a mu- in a music studio. <laughs> not the first and not the last oh, time that's going to that's happen. Very
0: true. Common situation.
2: Common think, situation. In this, in this
0: little yeah. World, isn't it? Totally, totally, so common. Hi, folks. Joe here again. It was really great to talk about some of these things with Josie. And for the last part of this episode, we thought we'd play you the original recording of the song we recorded with Josie in the main episode. She gives it a wee introduction here, and then we'll get to hear it.
2: Do you guys want to hear what it sounded like before? Like the first time I arranged it?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay,
2: it's so different, <laughs> so different. Um, here you go.
1: A song you've never heard
2: That's how it sounds, like, very, very different, like different chords and everything. So different. It's like,
0: it's got the kind of, I don't know, I think there's something about like the ukulele, guitar, stringy, plucky thing and... The harmony thing at the end that takes you into slightly more into like a kind of almost Americana type world. Yeah totally of... I
2: think it, it does sound it does kind of sound that it sits in that world on this recording yeah. and then ours uh, not at all.
0: <laughs> yeah it's
2: so cool. It's so so cool. who was
0: playing on that one?
2: It was Innes White on guitar and singing and Megan MacDonald on accordion and singing so it was actually really cool to have them both singing as well. Yeah Like lovely. They're both amazing singers so that was really fun fun to record that day
0: very we've taken it in a very different place though
2: i love that though like they're almost like different songs
1: mm-hmm.
2: like mm-hmm. It, cha- it the way that you tell the story is changed like and informed so much by the arrangement as well yeah so it's completely different vibes
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's awesome
1: it's nice
2: i'm glad it's different yeah yeah
0: well we hope you enjoyed that episode with josie duncan thanks as ever to our funders britain peers arts the marcus trust and creative scotland as well as to our producer owen sinclair Join us in a fortnight's time for the next instalment of Taking Note, where we'll be joined by the wonderful Queen MacArthur. See you then.